Thank you, Henry. So um, I'm excited to speak today, and I know it's going to be the Holy Spirit because Henry just told me a couple days ago I'm speaking. So it's, it's Christ in you, yes. So, oh, Lord, may the, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. Holy Spirit, we just invite your presence in this place, Lord. We ask that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to receive, Lord, just those, those words that you're speaking, Lord, not the words I'm speaking, but the words you are speaking, Lord. And we just thank you and praise you for the opportunity to meet together today, Lord, and come and worship you. So there was lots of confirmations today on what I was planning to speak on, so it's kind of fun. Um, and I'm trying to decide where to start. My, my notes kind of bounce around a little bit, but we're going to pull it together. Um, whew. I'm pretty sure that the Lord's going to take me, I know, out of my comfort zone, and probably you guys too, <laughs> watching me out of my comfort zone today. So there might be some singing, and no, I don't read music. This will be fun. This is for you, Elizabeth. A joyful noise, that's biblical. So we make a joyful noise unto the Lord, Psalms 98. Verse 4, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise. Rejoice and sing praise. Kind of reminded of <laughs> at a glow earlier this week, we were praying here, and uh, Elizabeth's kids, um, Caleb and Micah, were making a loud noise, a, 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 a joyful noise, like the Psalms 150 with the symbols, which I think I have that written down here, but it was very fun. <laughs> um, the Lord frequently speaks to me in songs. Just as we sing songs of praise and worship to him, he sings songs of deliverance and love over us. And the first song that just came to my heart was, Word of God, speak, pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty, to be still and know that you're in this place. Please let me stay at rest in your holiness. Word of God, speak. And that's just... Um, a continual prayer, but we're going to start with Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, and so you can turn there if you want. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. God's love for us is so great, he sings over us and loudly. He's not shy about his love for you. The word used for rejoice means to spin around, to dance, to rejoice, which I love doing now because I don't know, many of you know my testimony, the good Lord healed me of motion sickness so I can spin around and not fall down. <laughs> it, it makes me happy every time. But the Lord spins over us. And it just I think of the song, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And as kids, that was around, I think, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And it got faster and faster and faster. Rejoice, rejoice. But that's Philippians 4.4. 4. But the Strong's definition of rejoice in that verse is the more common to be cheerful, especially as a salutation, rejoice, be well. However, the Strong's definition, the Strong's concordance definition used in Zephaniah is different. That he will rejoice is to spin around, uh, a picture of God dancing, spinning, and singing loudly with joy over you. 
Psalms 147.11 says, The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. That's us. We too have a reason to rejoice. If you go back to Zephaniah chapter 3, to verse 14, it says, Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice and exult with your heart, with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. So he removes judgment, he delivers, and he promises to be in our midst. So we're going to focus first on he has taken away the judgments against you. So here's a couple verses that go along with that. Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Next is the believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. That's in Acts 16 if you want to turn there. The context, I won't read all of chapter 16, although most of this is going to be scripture today. But the context is Paul and Silas and the jailer. So Paul and Silas were thrown into jail for witnessing and preaching the word of God. They're in jail. They're praising and singing praise to God. There's an earthquake and God miraculously sets them free. The jailer thinks he's going to die because his prisoners are out, and, and they say, take heart, we're still here. And so starting in verse 30, um, then he brought them out and said, this is the jailers, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night, washed their wounds, and he, and he was baptized at once, he and all of his family. Then he brought them up into his house, set food before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire family that he had believed in God. And I just, I agree with the jailer. What an excellent reason to, re, to rejoice that he had believed in God. Paul and Silas spoke the word of God to that jailer and his family, and they were ever changed. They were saved from judgment. So, I mean, what a powerful divine appointment there, too. You know, I'm certain they didn't want to be whipped and thrown into prison. But because they were looking out at, at the Lord, they were able to witness. And him and his entire family were saved, you know, in heaven. I'm sure we'll hear the, the more ripple effects of how that jailer and his family were used for the kingdom of God as well. But the song that I think of... Um, there is ancient words, and it's one I didn't know before. It's an oldie but a goodie, I guess, but it, we sing it in a glow sometimes, that ancient words, ever true, changing me and changing you. Eunice is going to start singing. We have come with open hearts. Oh, let the ancient words impart. And it's a fun one. If you don't know that one, look it up. But it's, it is powerful that the word of God is changing us. So back to Zephaniah, um, first he removes our judgment, and then he delivers us from our enemies. And another song, of course, <laughs> this is the day of singing, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Oh wait, now I got a different song mixed up in there. <laughs> I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. I will call upon the Lord. <laughs> 
That's Psalms 18, verses 1 through 3. And so many scriptures are turned into songs. Um, and the Lord can just bring them to your remembrance all day long through the Holy Spirit. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are saved. And that's Proverbs 18, 10. And then one more verse. Um, coming back to the Lord delivers us from our enemies is Zechariah's prophecy at the birth of John. He speaks deliverance from, from the enemies. And so if you can find that in Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to read um, his prophecy in verses 67 through 79. So this is Zechariah, just as he got his voice back, <laughs> supernaturally from the Lord. And it says, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, he's speaking to his son John, John the Baptist, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Our deliverance comes from the Lord. I think this is such a powerful prophecy and an ex excellent example of what we should be doing. I know that is our focus um, when we're meeting on Tuesdays is being filled with the Holy Spirit to prophesy over our children. It, I just think, don't miss that opportunity, and, and we want to move in that more and more, but it's, it's words of life, words of hope, and they're so powerful to our kids. I just remember so many times Nancy coming over and different ones and, and different groups, and frequently it was through the ministry of Aglow, um, and all these ladies would sit down, and us kids would be like, oh, gosh, because it'd be at the house. We couldn't hide, <laughs> but they would prophesy over us. And it was always good. I think about Trudy this morning saying, being pulled out in service and come up here. But she was never afraid of what was going to be said over her because the Lord speaks good over us. The Lord sings over us with gladness. So remember, just as the little extra tidbit, to prophesy over your children. Okay, let's see if I lost my spot. <laughs> um. So the Lord removes our judgment, he saves us from our enemies, and the Lord is in your midst, which is probably the best promise of all. The Lord is in your midst. The Lord our God in the midst of thee is mighty, is mighty, and he shall reign high and lifted up with wisdom and power and authority. And that one I've actually heard different versions when I was looking it up, that song, that they do exactly to the words of Zephaniah 3.17, which is fun. I might have to have someone who can read the music actually <laughs> play it for me sometime. But 
what a promise that the Lord our God is in our midst, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's found in Colossians 1.27. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. God, in his eternal plan, chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in and among you, the hope and guarantee of the glory. So Pastor Henry mentioned that we're nearing up to Pentecost, and of course I can't think of Pentecost without thinking of the Holy Spirit. So what, what a wonderful focus, Christ in you, um, the Lord our God in the midst. I, I really love, um, when speaking of the Holy Spirit, the testimony of Cornelius and Peter in Acts chapter 10. So I've got you guys bouncing around the Bible, but we're going to go to Acts chapter 10. So just Cornelius, let's see. I think, let's see, what did I print out? How much of it I'm going to read? I think we're going to, I'll give you the context and start in, in verse 34. But so Cornelius was a man of God, but he was a Gentile, and he was praying regularly, seeking the Lord, and he had a visitation from an angel telling him about Peter, who was going to come and tell him about the Lord. So while this is going on, Peter has a trance or a vision where he's sitting there just thinking about lunch, and suddenly a sheet is let down with all the different animals that he's not supposed to eat. The Lord says, take and eat. This is not unclean, nothing you see here. Don't call men common. Very, very summarized here. <laughs> but I just love it, the, the divine appointments there. They've never met before. But by the Spirit of God, he was told, there's a guy named Peter. This is where he's at. Go there, find him, and you're going to find such freedom through it. He's going to tell you the truth. And that's not just yesterday, that's today. And so just may it be for... So for me, for us, that the Lord just sets up those divine appointments for each of us. But starting in Acts chapter 10, verse 34, when um, Peter had obeyed um, the vision and um, went to Cornelius and all the people he had gathered together to listen to him. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all of Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witness of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness through his name. And this is my favorite part at verse 44. While Peter was... Still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word, and the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. They were 
for they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And they asked him to remain for some days. <laughs> so I just... I'm reminded of a, of a, another, another song that is in another verse, Second uh, Corinthians 2, or no, 3, 17. But it's, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. And the very first time I saw um, like a physical manifestation of the glory was um, when this verse was being read, or rather sung, and it was um, down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was at a conference with Mahesh Shavda, and he was just moved, and I kind of I love him because he can't sing real well either, but he sang anyway, and he just sang it. He just was moved by the Spirit and just sang, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, liberty, liberty. The anointing is just so strong on there. Sorry. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, liberty, liberty. Good Lord, the anointing is so strong here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you for moving on each one of us, Lord. Thank you for the freedom that you have for us today, right here, right now, Lord. That this word is true and good and active, Lord, sharper than a two-edged sword. Lord, I thank you for the freedom that you're bringing to each and every one of us here today, Lord. Freedom in our hearts, freedom in our minds, oh, freedom in our bodies, Lord. Okay, in John chapter 14, Jesus prophesies about the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read that. I feel like, I feel like today some of you are gonna get filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow, <laughs> this is fun. Ooh, it's fun as I sit here crying. This is fun. <laughs> John chapter 14, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells within you, and will, he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples and us. 
But you will see me, because I live in you. You will also live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I just think that peace is what Arnold is feeling as he's going through this, just that, that peace in it in circumstances that the world looks at that can be so scary and disheartening, we have peace because we have him. We thank you for that peace, Lord. So um, if we flip back, since we're talking about Pentecost a little bit, to Acts chapter 2, I won't read the entire thing, although it's sorely tempting, but I'm kind of a mess. (laughs) Um, In Acts chapter 2, um, verse 39. But it is a fabulous just to read it all the way through or, or even just put it on and listen to it and read it at the same time. I know. Amber's like, do it, do it. But this Holy Spirit, this in 39, it says, the promise is for you and for your children, just as we were speaking about, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord calls to himself. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for each of us. And in Acts chapter 19, the question is, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. (laughs) And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus, and there he found some disciples. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21 say, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence to Christ. Hmm. Which reminds me of Paulette's. 
testimony and extortion. Not extortion, Ex exorcision? What's the word there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't let me defame your name, Paulette. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, ah. Hmm. I'd also, um, Psalms 42, verse 8, by day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. So my prayer today is that the Holy Spirit would stir up songs in each one of us. In the day, in the night, that we would hear the Lord singing over us joyfully with gladness, with loud shouts, that we would hear him singing us quietly, like it says in Zephaniah, where he quiets us with his love. That, that those songs of joy, those songs of deliverance, those songs of hope, new songs of freedom, of liberty. <laughs> I grew up in a fairly charismatic home and many, many times got prayed over for receiving the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I don't know if I was afraid of it, because I kind of like to be in control, which the good Lord has stripped right away from me, as you can see. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I was in college that I received the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it was just in singing at home. I mean, I know it could happen right here in service, and I'm happy to pray for every one of you. And my prayer is that it would happen just as it happened to Paul, and that people were just filled with the Holy Spirit as they're speaking, as he was speaking, speaking the word of the Lord, to clarify. <laughs> um, but I just, I just came to a point that I just, I just let go, you know, just waiting on the Lord. Instead of trying to do it in my own strength, I just let go, and it was through just that praise and worship, and I was just home in my apartment and just singing, and suddenly those words, actually it was kind of amusing because I, I really wanted it so bad at that point that my sister was going to Oral Roberts University and she really wasn't that into it. She was just, she was more into to the running and things. She, she had this little book about the Holy Spirit and she said, oh, you can have it one time when I visit her. So I was just devouring that. I don't even remember it now because I passed it on. But it just led you into singing and singing praises, and suddenly I was singing in the Spirit. And I was just so excited. I mean, so it doesn't come with your mouth closed. <laughs> it comes when you, when you start speaking, when you just start letting him speak through you, and then suddenly the Holy Spirit just flows through you. So my, my prayer is that as you sing songs of praise to him, as he sings over you, that the Holy Spirit would just be stirred up, and you would just be baptized afresh in the Holy Spirit. And if you're already... I mean, we all have the Spirit if we have Jesus. We have the Spirit already. But just that ev evidence of speaking in tongues, that evidence of, of Christ in you, and, and so much more that we'll do the works that Christ did, even, even greater works than these, um, would just be stirred up in each, each one of us. <sighs> I do have one other song, but I just, I had a, a little... Um, picture a couple months ago that I thought I might share just because the confirmations today <laughs> and in the worship and with Paulette and different things of what I was going to speak about that it was just exactly I didn't even have to speak they were already speaking for me <laughs> but uh, I was at KCC with mom and Cleta and dad 
um, a couple months ago at one of their worship nights. And I was just sitting there worshiping and praying, and suddenly I was just given a picture um, while, we were, while we were worshiping. I wrote, it I wrote it down that I imagine it was what, like, artists see, um, that they contain a picture so clearly when they see it in such crisp clarity. It was just beautiful. It was like I was in the picture. It was a video, but not a video. It was like it was real. We were in a gentle current underwater, a happy little reef with gently moving waters, little fish swimming and darting about, the grasses gently swaying. Off to the left, little swirls of water would just spout up and disappear. It was peaceful. It was happy. And all of this was while we were singing in worship. And just looking out over to my right, I saw like a whale just humming along to the music as and the worship as it just continued. And it started to come together. And as the music started to come together and the people worshiping started to come together in worship, that current drew together, moving from the right to the left. It began to swirl upward and reach higher and higher. And the praise and the worship unified. And so did the waters moving upward and spouting up like a whirlwind of water, splashing outward as it moved up. I could see the waters leaning back, almost like arms, bending outward in worship like a dance. And while watching these waters flow and dance counterclockwise upward, it suddenly changed into a DNA strand, unified, moving upward into the sky. It was just a beautiful picture. And I shared it with mom and dad and Cleta on, on the way home of just the, the picture that I saw in worship. And I just, I know there is such power in our worship individually, but there's so much more power corporately. When we worship together in unity, it's like in Acts chapter 2 where they came together in one accord and uh, just worshiping and praying together, and that's when the Holy Spirit came upon them. That's when it's, it's like synergy, you know? You, you can do so much by yourself, and you can do so much by yourself, but us together, it's not one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals three or more, you know, that what we can do to, together corporately in worship and with, with the power of the Holy Spirit is, is truly amazing. And I just think that was a unique picture, you know, and I, I don't understand it all, but I'm thinking the DNA strand is our identity in Christ, our identity as the church. Just we, we are Christ's image, we as the church together. And, and I just, I'm excited about what the, the church or the ecclesia, the the governing body of Christ is looking like and what it's becoming and what God's going to do in and through us. But I have one other song to share, and I'll try not to blubber all over the place. But um, this winter, I just I just woke up like Paulette in the night. Um, I don't always remember my dreams or things, but I woke up to a voice, and it was a, just a beautiful tenor voice. And it was, let the glory of his love let the glory of his love, let the glory of his love wash over you. And it just continued, and that's all it was. It was just, let the glory of his love, let the glory of his love, let the glory of his love wash over you. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm.
Thank you. Thank you for your glory. For you. Thank you for your great love, Lord. Thank you for your love that just is so all-encompassing, Lord. Just, you've taken away the judgments, Lord. You've delivered us from evil. You've delivered us from our enemies. And more than that, you're in our midst, Lord. You live in us, Lord, and you want to stir up that faith in us so deep, Lord. That faith and that life led by the Holy Spirit, bringing things to our remembrance, Lord, working in and through us, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Enlarge our capacity to love, Lord. Yes, may the glory of your love wash over us, Lord. Just fill us so full and completely that it just overflows, Lord. That as we walk out of this room today, we'll just be a, a tangible, <laughs> a tangible mm, atmosphere. That we just carry your atmosphere, Lord, with us, Lord, everywhere we go, into our daily lives, Lord. And that just as we go about a day, our day, Lord, that you just stir up songs, Lord, that you just stir up songs within us, Lord, that we find ourselves humming, Lord, songs we know, new songs, old songs, hymns, Lord, and that you would just sing over us in the night, Lord, that you would just give us new songs, unique songs to each one of us, Lord, for your, your love is, is for each one of us unique, Lord, and you speak to us uniquely, Lord. Hmm. We just thank you for our children today, Lord. We thank you for all the children in this congregation, Lord, and those that they reach and touch too, Lord. Remind us, Lord, to speak life and life abundantly over the children, that, that we can show your love through us, Lord, as we see your love shining out through them, Lord. And we're just reminded to prophesy over the children. Speak life and life abundantly, Lord, over each one of us. Hmm. I do ask, Lord, that you would just fill us afresh. Fill us anew, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Just have your way today, Lord, in each one of us, Lord. That new, that new song and that new tongue, Lord, even if we already have <laughs> tongues, Lord, that you would just give us a new tongue, Lord. <laughs> I'm reminded of going to Italy and, and, re and remembering that... <laughs> Bob Bird offered to help me learn Italian. And I said, he was trying to get me to roll my R's. And I said, I can't do that. I can't roll my R's. And the good Lord has a sense of humor because that night he gave me a new tongue and it had R's rolling all over the place. And I started laughing and I went back and I think Bob thought I was slightly crazy, but I said, I can roll my R's now. <laughs> so may it be joyful as such for you that just as the Lord fills you, that, that it's just, it's fun. You're in the water.